just so glorious our brains can't hold the entire memory. Maybe. You know, when I was a boy, someone told me a story about how angels have different jobs. Some watch over drunks and babies, but others paint sunsets and color landscapes. That would be a cool job, wouldn't it? If you believe in that stuff. Ah, my lovely doubting Thomasina. He took her hand in his and patted the back of it. He meant the gesture to say that here in God's country, she would find faith. In time, you will see wondrous things. My daddy called it reading the signs and wonders. Nick was ready to wax euphoric then. He could have gone on for hours. But the flight attendant picked up the microphone to address the passengers, and although there was an onslaught of static and blank moments of completely missing communication, he knew exactly what she was saying. It was time to close the germ-ridden tray table, press the swarmy, germy button to raise the seat back, and yes, to check the germ infested with something really scary buckle on his seatbelt to be sure he didn't go flying when the pilot stomped the brakes, as though he was going to slide into the face of the Rocky Mountains at the Telluride Airport, one of the scariest landings he had ever endured. He worried about plane crashes, and sometimes obsessed about germs. Okay, he was a germaphobe. Normally, he had a pack of sanitary wipes in his pocket. Somehow, he had forgotten to bring them. But other than these two minor but troublesome issues, Nicholas Seymour was not neurotic in the least. The plane landed smoothly and stopped at the gate. Nick smiled with relief as though he had dodged a bullet. Okay, he worried about death, too. And he hated to fly, but life wouldn't be so cruel to snuff out the flickering wick of his breath when he was this close to living in the low country again. Would it? No, he thought, and pushed away a sorrowful and painful mental image of his own wake and funeral. God, how he struggled to disguise his litany of anxieties from Olivia. He knew that she knew all about them, but he pretended she did not. And she did indeed know every single tick of his, but overlooked them because she knew that she wasn't perfect either. They gathered up their things, deplaned, and stood beside the jetway with about 50 other people, waiting to reclaim their gate-checked bags. After 10 minutes or so, their luggage appeared, and they began their way through the terminal toward the rental car counter. The airport was going through a massive renovation, but there were so many people milling around that it seemed Charleston's airport had already seriously outgrown its expansion. I remember the day when this airport had only two gates, Nick said. Then it opened a restaurant that merely served fried chicken, deviled crabs, and sweet tea. It was fabulous. Airport food? Fabulous? Hard to imagine, but yes. Wow. And then they invented air conditioning and the whole world went to hell? Yes, ma'am. The next thing you know, we had the pleasure of blue and pink princess phones and another network on the television. Yeah, and right after that, Ed Sullivan went off the air and Michael Jackson was performing Thriller on MTV ten times a day. You're right. How could you remember that? You could hardly have been born. I recall watching it with some students and wondering how long it took to put that makeup on. Yellow eyes. True, I was just a girl of 21. Fresh out of school. I always thought he was a fabulous entertainer. Okay, our car rental is at National. Olivia loved being that much younger than Nick, 
In an odd way, it was nice to be thought of as somebody's pretty young thing. She'd been on her own with all the struggles of maintaining her detail-oriented business for such a very long time. The only person she ever had on whom she could depend was Ronnie, but she didn't come along until a few years ago. It was an incredible luxury to believe there was someone in this cold and lonely world who cherished her. Nick's love was the greatest gift she'd ever known. She did her best to reciprocate, but sometimes, well, okay, often, the stress and the nutballs who were her clients of her business got in the way. She could be described as bitchy on occasion. Okay, somewhat often. Actually, she was a worrier, and sometimes she may have appeared to be aloof or maybe ill-humored when she was just worried. She didn't mean to seem to be the flavor of a cranky that gave certain female New Yorkers their reputation. It was really her obsession with self-preservation that...